We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This hour is being brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Lawrence Holmes, Layla Rahimi. I don't think that anyone on the Bears' offensive line should go into this offseason feeling comfortable. No, absolutely not. And that is the one position that they talked about first. Other than three technique, this regime talked about the body, the shape, the makeup of the offensive line. Brian Poles wanted to do some work there. And then I do always wonder, because we've heard this phrase a lot in our business, bosses want to discover somebody Mm. and it's a good way to like Mm. come in and say like hey I reinvented this wheel (laughs) and 99 (laughs) times out of 100 you didn't and your ego is going to get you fired and you don't necessarily need to Tom Thayer explain some of the things that Braxton Jones could do better as a left tackle There's a lot that he can prove to me in the offseason by never taking a step on the field. If he comes back and he looks physically different, that he has dedicated himself into the weight room, that's going to tell me an important part of his desire to be great. Manley said something to us last week that keeps like sticking in my mind. Like, are we judging him based on his draft status? If you want to grade him as a fifth round draft pick starting in the NFL, you got to give him high marks for what he's done being where he was drafted. But obviously, everybody's talked about his strength. But what I've seen, he's pretty good in the run game. He's obviously good on the crack toss stuff when he gets out into space. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk. I was wondering if uh, you hearing crack toss was going to be a triggering events. I looked at Rankin, but they've employed the crack toss judiciously. Yes. And not on third down and not to the short side of the field. And they have this thing with it called downfield blocking now, which seems to help. I've seen other teams do it. Hmm. Big if true, if it can work. Hmm. (laughs) I guess I misinterpreted what I meant by that. Still waiting for year four, honey. Still waiting. (laughs) On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Year four, man. That's when everything's going to come together. And Mitch is going to go from 101 to 202 level. And then the offense can really do what it's meant to do. Skiddly. Wow. Wow. No, Andy Dalton is the chosen one to run my precious scheme. My precious. precious. I did look at Rankin again when I heard the term crack toss. I was like, oh. we know oh, how yeah. it makes you feel. It's just, if you have 25 zillion plays... I'd just run other plays. You could. You could just run the other plays. 
Or, or, or just go to the other side of the field. Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you want to see? <laughs> you What you could do is you could keep running the same plays if those plays were successful. Like, I mean, if I'm the defensive coordinator of an opposing team at some point, I just troll them and put everybody on the short side of the field and, like, have one person just standing there like, come at me on the other side. Come at me, bro. I know you're not going to. You can't. You can't do it. Can't do it. And that's a real island. Come at me, bro. I'm mad today, huh? You think? Oh, I guess. I mean, you were, we like. We got a long way to go. We do? Yeah, man. I get off work at 11. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of stuff. Like, there's some weirdness on social, and people still don't. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. By the way, it's the Bernstein Home Show. Lawrence and Layla here with you until 2 o'clock. We've got a lot to do today. We've got a lot of good guests that are coming to hang out on the show with us, too. There is going to be plenty of Bulls talk. In fact, that's coming up too sweet. Uh, Cody Westerlin is going to join us at 11. Jordan Palmer, the, the former quarterback, is going to join us at 1125. He, I think, is doing something that will be helpful to young players that want to play quarterback and can't afford a quarterback guru. We will talk about that. High noon at 11.45. Layla has commandeered high noon for the rest of the week to be a best of of something from the scores archives in the last year. So we will do that at 11.45 today. Matt Bowen joins us at noon today. Our last opportunity to talk with Paul Charchian. Charge! <laughs> He's got up to 90,000 followers on Twitter. I was like, I don't know, 900,000. Got a little too enthusiastic there yesterday. I mean, he, he is the man, so I could understand it. At 1 o'clock, we did for the Cubs yesterday, where we took a couple segments and we talked with the people about how they feel about the Cubs and what they've done in the offseason. At 1 o'clock today, well... We're going to talk with White Sox fans. It's time for snappage. I would really appropriate. I really expect that there should be some snappage involved, but we're going to let the people talk about their team and how they feel about the offseason. I'm going to try to not lead the jury. I'm going to let very down the middle, very knowledgeable Mike Rankin speak for me in some of these cases because. He, he knows, Mr. Future Sox himself, he knows what's going on and and he knows how bothered I am by a lot of the stuff that's going on. But I'm not going to, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just the MC. That's all. going to take these text messages and take these calls and people on the Twitch stream that want to talk about the White Sox at 1 o'clock. It's, it's going to be their opportunity to do so. Are you going to talk like in passive third person and be like, it was decided that we wanted to do this. It was decided that it was wanted, that there was going to be a Sox segment. Yep. Very much so. And then I'll come up with all the reasons why there is no Sox Fest. There is 108 Fest, though. My friends always made jokes about Sox Fest. They were like, are you going to Sex Fest again? I'm like, no, it's Sox Fest. No, They're like, but how do you know? And I'm like, true, I don't. The nickname Sex Fest is appropriate. I mean, it was just funny. Like they, It's appropriate. We make jokes. It's what we do. It's an appropriate joke is all I'm saying. I don't know what that really means, but I don't know that I want to know. We'll talk during the break. So many stories. <laughs> so little time. It wasn't me. I, I was just there to see Connor McKnight. 
Shout out to Connor McKnight, by the way. Connor McKnight. McDoink and, and Doc had a little baby. They did. Beautiful little girl. That I was supposed to go to his wedding, but then with uh, Campy as the plus one. But yeah, then that's when Campy got, got his suit. Ambu- yeah, and then I had to go to the Olympics. No, that was another wedding where Campy got that suit. Well, he was wearing his suit at Tony's wedding, and he looked amazing. And then he like was, that was another wedding where he got the suit, and he was like, I don't know if I should do this. And I was like, you should do it. You should wear your suit. Like, get a suit, get it tailored, it'll look like a million dollars, and it did. He looked phenomenal in his suit. Lovey Smith, lovey suit. All that good stuff. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. Why? Because we need some space. (laughs) We need some space for the next topic. Obviously, you were probably watching the Bulls game last night. We need to talk about public enemy number one when it comes to the Chicago Bulls. His name is Grayson Allen, and we're going to discuss him and the people that defend him. Next, it's Bernstein and Holmes. Lawrence and Layla here with you until 2 on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Against Patrick Williams. Williams all over Grayson Allen with a hard left-hand dribble drive at a crossover. Five on the clock. Matthews Ooh. has to hurry. And we have DeRozan charging to Grayson Allen on the left wing after Allen fouled DeRozan. And now the coaches have run on the floor separating the two combatants. And DeMar is hot, Bill. Grayson Allen is, is claiming he got pushed in, but Grayson Allen used the little bump behind him to flop into DeMar. They're going to go over to the scorer's table and sort it out. Uh, they absolutely are. Grayson Allen gets away with a cheap shot. It was going down last night, the radio call of what's happening with the Bulls and Grayson Allen. Love the choice of the, the bump back there, Mike Rankin. That is courtesy of the score. Chuck and Bill on the call. Before we get into a breakdown of this and talk about it as a show, it's the Bursty at Home Show. Lawrence and Layla here with you until 2 o'clock. How about we play the other version of this? And there's a reason that I want to play the other version. Look, Stacey King, champion. Got a bunch of rings, right? He's an emotional guy. We often see him get emotional in games when he's talking about foul calls or whatever. Adam Amin is one of the most measured broadcasters in the industry. He understands when and how to get excited 
whether he's calling a Bulls game or if he's calling the NFL on Fox. My man was ready to fight Grayson Allen yesterday, and I was right there with him. Williams on Allen. Chesting him. Forces it out of his hands. And things get a little uh, chippy here. Matthews and DeRozan had to be separated. Well, it was Grayson Allen always in the middle and of it. Allen's in the midst of it. I get the feeling that you're going to see something here when they show the replay. DeRozan still jawing, and, and I can understand his frustration Let's here. take a look at it. Let's yeah. see what happens. I, I want to see this. Yeah, oh, yeah that's the yeah, Grayson see. Allen. I, listen, every time something like this happens, his go-to default setting is to do something a little extra. Yeah, he, he's... And then, he's he, and then he puts his hands up and says, oh, well, I didn't do anything at all. Uh, and listen, it's... A, it's a, when you have a reputation listen. for this stuff and you add a little extra... It's a chump move. Seriously. Like, you got bumped, but there was no need for that extra you just did. And you know that's why you got called out on it. Yeah, and, and I think he was saying he got pushed by Williams. And again, yeah. Williams and him were kind of... Yeah, but he had plenty added, of time to stop. He forearmed he had DeRozan to in the back. And obviously we know what happened last year in January with Alex Caruso as well. He had plenty of time to stop. There was plenty of time to break his stop there and not do that extra stuff. Watch the left arm after he gets pushed. Right here, boom, he's going to get bumped. Now watch. Yeah, he gets bumped watch. there. I understand that. Boom. And then he's the forearm shooting yeah. DeMar DeRozan in the back. Come on, man. This is why people have a problem with Grayson Allen. Let me tell you something. Somebody needs to give him a two-piece. I guarantee he'll stop doing that. Somebody pop him upside his head a couple times. He'll stop doing that because he's getting away with this too much. Constantly. He does this all the time. And look at his teammates. They know what's going on. They know what's going on. He's got a history. The, what he did to Alex Caruso last year was, a dirty, was dirty, and it turned the bull. You can it, apologize yeah. for it as often as you, you want. You can send and a I card. Don't, I don't doubt yes. that, that there is some remorse in that guy for it. But Man, why do you none. keep doing things There's no remorse. over He's been and doing over it. and over? He's been doing it since Duke. Since Duke. He had He's four different it. incidents at Duke. Watch this. He's had multiple incidents in the NBA. See, look, boom. And he just adds that is completely unnecessary. And he's trying to say he got pushed. He, I, I don't doubt that he got pushed. There's no, there, there's no reason to add that. Just because you got pushed doesn't give you carte blanche to do that. And that's right. why it's frustrating tell you. to watch a talented right, player like Grayson Allen keep getting involved in stupid, he, dumb, he, dirty moments. Let me tell you something. Until somebody, until one of these players, he runs across the He's wrong gonna player. He's going to keep doing it until he gets a forearm somebody, chip to his somebody, face. Somebody gives him a two-piece with a, with a biscuit St and fan. Stacey, you know, stop doing it. you know that I rarely get upset about these things because I know it's a physical game. I didn't play it. I don't know what it's like in the heat of the moment. But when you have this happen eight or nine times between college and the NBA over the last seven years, what more are people going to think of you? Highlight courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago. Real quick, let me just say that what you heard in there also is a testament to how great their partnership is. Because what happened was, if you, li if you really listen to the clip, Stacy got less angry because Adam was getting more angry. Yeah. Yeah, like Stacy like tried like, to add some levity with like repeating the uh, the order. Like he throttled down because he saw his partner like like yo, that dude deserves a, a forearm shiver to the chops, and he's not wrong. Layla, you've been dealing with this for the last twelve hours. What say you? I mean, it's it's just like the Astros fans who search for the word Astros or something or White Sox whenever they're playing their opponent. Not yeah, there's some real Astros. Not realizing like. 
football games and baseball games are different. You have 162 baseball games, like chill out. And then like they search for Grace and Allen's mentions to like defend him. And it's like, dude, first of all, that guy is pushing you over if you're in his vicinity going to cross the street. He ain't caping for you. Why do you feel the need to cape for him? And then secondly, there isn't a basketball-loving person who doesn't love Giannis and Tedekunpo. This is a horribly likable Milwaukee team. Drew Holiday is one of my favorite players in the league. Horribly likable. Like, I joked when they got Drew Holiday, get you someone who values you the way the Bucks value Drew Holiday. Chris Damn Middleton, right. Robin Lopez. Yep. Like, what? what's not to like about that group? Except now, for Now Grayson Joe Allen. Ingles, too. You got Joe Ingles on like, the team. Nobody's... Like, it's very one-sided, and, like, social media, it's like the, just, if you want to know what's going on, just look at the replies from the desperate and weird and sad Bucks fans who took, like, who were, like, so obsessed with, like, getting on me for defending Grayson, or for not defending Grayson Allen. At the end of the day, it's just inexcusable. You you know when you're pushed to the ground, typically, if you fall, your legs are not going to kick up and try to make contact with something else. You'd fall and your legs go straight down. Grayson Allen will find whatever way he can to make extra movements to make somebody else pay. And Stacy and Adam Amin are completely right. This behavior has been going on for far too long. And I'll take it a step further. If he wasn't Grayson Allen who went to Duke, would he even get this kind of treatment? You're saying if he didn't look like Ted Cruz? Exactly. All of it. Raphael, right? It's worth an ask. It's worth an ask because everybody seems to just be letting it go. And Patrick Beverly, I don't know where you're at today. You're you're our only hope. Sign Patrick Beverly just for the games against Milwaukee. Rajon Rondo, like somebody, like the 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 people who who played in the NBA era. I love Stephen Jackson. I'm looking at you. They would not put up with this. Captain Jack would definitely not put up. And with it that. is an insult to Bill Lambeer to put him and Lambeer in the same conversation. Well, Lambeer. Of- Won a lot more. Well, he won, but he also was willing to actually scrap. Like, Grayson Allen is a throw a stone and hide your hand, dude. And I don't respect that at all. If you want to be the bad guy, I'm I'm okay with you being the bad guy. But own your bleep. Like, own it. it don't lean into it like the way you were laughing. The way you were laughing after you heard Alex Caruso. Like, lean into that. Be the joker. I don't care. But the way that he's walking around acting like, oh, I, oh, I just, I just, oopsies, I just lost my balance, and that's why I pushed Demar. It's it's whack. I am I, I am just, not someone who I'm not someone who advocates violence. I I am at times, and I've I, had that against Grayson Allen back in January of this year. I I I've been working on that because I do think that had I been a Bulls teammate. I would have felt some sort of way and there would have needed to be some sort of retribution. Like that's kind of how I'm wired. And so there's part of me that's like, you know, the way that you all could change his behavior is by changing his behavior. And I don't know why they let it slide. It just all doesn't I know, make any sense to me. And, and this is, you want, to, you want to hear me be super irrational? I'm going to be super irrational and maybe a little bit irresponsible. I'm watching Zach yesterday 
not move at all. Dude is out here doing the Grayson Allen thing with impunity, and you're standing out there like your controller's broke. Like that's how Zach was when that whole thing was. Like somebody got to do something, and and maybe it's you, Max. Maybe it's you that needs to do something. I thought you were talking about closing time. No, we can get to that. I we, think we should. We we can get to that, but it just and so like point, Andre Drummond, you got six fouls to give, right? Like I need somebody to understand that they got six fouls to give. Well, will will it talk even about ten it, years ago? You would you would. Go high and tight, so to speak. Will talked about it on the post-game show, and he and Kendall were explaining, look, you don't have to go out like maybe I would, like with a closed fist or a forearm. You can foul a dude, you and it could be a message-sending hard foul. But people were expecting that last year with Grayson Allen and the Bulls, and they didn't get it. Expecting it in the playoffs with Grayson Allen and the Bulls and didn't get it. And there's another example of it late last night, and the Bulls didn't really do anything. This is what DeMar DeRozan had to say about the interaction with Grayson Allen. What was your perspective on what happened with you with Grayson Allen? Uh, I don't know. I just felt the hit. Um, just felt like I went across the middle in the football game and tried to catch a slot route and got hit. That's all it was. Did he you apologize to you in the moment? Nah, I wasn't expecting him to. You don't usually react like that. Did you feel like it was a cheap shot? We all kind of know his track record. His track record. You know, if it was um, Boban, you know, I wouldn't have did nothing. You know, but, you know, um, who knows? I didn't know if it was on purpose or what happened. I just felt felt the excessive hit. Um, that's all it was. So. so there was DeMar speaking on it. Why do you have that face on right now? Oh, sometimes you put a call out and the people tell on themselves. The hit dog holler thing? Hit dog will holler. He's just... I I I enjoy a good villain. Just don't start no stuff, won't be no stuff. But you can't help but start stuff. And for some reason, you are the reason that everybody hates your team. And they don't even hate your team, they just hate you. Yeah, I don't like, think Do people... you think Giannis is, like, really as, as cool as Giannis is and as self-aware and as understanding, like... Are you? Do you just tolerate that guy? Because at some point, yes. it's going to detract from your actual no, goal. But, but but for them, of course you tolerate that guy. You oh, tol- they have to. You tolerate that guy because he's skilled. The, like, the difference between Grayson Allen and a lot of other enforcer-type dudes... He's not here. I, I know, but I'm just... To, 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 to give it context, like he can actually play. That's it. It takes away from his game. And that was the point that I thought... Adam and Stacy were really spot on about. Yeah. This is taking away from your actual abilities. He's someone that... that he, yes, we even love Bobby Portis. We're all happy he's free. Oh, I love Bobby Portis. Like, nobody... like but, but People see, like the Bucks. They just don't like him. Here's the thing. Bobby Portis, actual tough guy. Actual. Don't start no stuff, won't be no like, stuff. Like, not afraid of the smoke. And so that's my whole thing of... Stand on yours. Like, if, if that's who you are, be that. But don't act like, oh, it's the same It's the same nonsense that Mac Jones is doing in New England. It's the same stuff. Mac Jones, I would argue, at least, do you do we think he has a higher winning percentage? Than Grayson Allen? Yeah. No. All right, fair. No. 
and and he he's not going to have a higher winning percentage than Bailey Zappi soon, mm. but he's done a ton of questionable stuff, including what he did last week, where he's he's running forty yards downfield to to cut a guy, like it's it's dirty. What he did to Jaquan Brisker was dirty, twisting a guy's ankle, dirty. Like it's it's all this. It's the same. Where's it's the Draymond? same type of stuff. Where's Draymond in all of this? Well, he likes to kick people in the ding ding too. Right. So cancel each other out then. I mean, he, Draymond's a dirty player. He's also an effective player. I but I have a lot more respect for Draymond than I do this mess Grayson Allen is doing. And and here's here's the piece of it to me. If you want to know why we're focusing on this, nobody's trying to take any shine away from what the Bulls did last night. But you listen to our show, whether it's me, somebody else, you know that that win last night is not the thing that concerns us about this team. Yeah. It goes back to giving up 133 to the Rockets and 150 to the Timberwolves and knowing what you're seeing against teams that they should be beating. That last night was wonderful for a bunch of very good reasons, but but also told some tales in and of itself. Yeah, so that's the bigger picture issue. Obviously, the the headline outside of the win was what was going on with Grayson Allen. The other thing is, like, who are the Bulls? Like, who who is this group of Bulls? So why don't we explore that? We'll take a break. We'll look forward to your feedback via text messages if you want at 312-644-6767. And we'll discuss why, even though you have a what was a terrific win, a terrific win for the Bulls last night, it leads you to more questions. We'll, ex- we'll explain next here on The Score. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes. Man, Bernstein and Holmes, best show in radio. I love it, boys. Midday's 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. Just simply the best. I guess the best bring the best out of you. I mean, but now we got to translate that over to, you know, we got to carry that within us and go out there and play like that every single night and not worry about, you know, we playing a good team tonight or we playing, you know, a not-so-good team. We just going to run over them. You know, we got to play with that sense of urgency every single night. And nights like this, we got to turn into a consistent thing no matter who we playing against. When is it wrong? Where's the lie? Don't start no stuff. Won't be no stuff. Simple. But apparently there is stuff. The big question, though, about this Bulls team is, you know, who are they? Because what the resume that they've put together through, what, a third of the season now is they're the team that struggle against a young, hungry bunch. And they're the team that has been able to find ways to compete and play hard against teams that are really good. We've seen them do this against Boston and now Milwaukee a couple of times. Miami at home. Miami at home. They're, they're doing it against good teams, but bad teams they're allowing. So, you know, like as uh, Joe Callie would say, you should be on bum team watch on Friday with with the, the Pistons who have a bunch of players missing because they ended up in a scrap last night. So who are they? Like, what are, what are we left with to think about them? I mean, I, I, I saw some of the stuff, especially in the fourth quarter, of last night's game that harkens back to last year. And here's the thing. Billy has been on record saying that they can't rely on that. 
they can't rely. It's not fair to DeMar to be like, DeMar, can you go finish this one for us? Sure. Okay. I'll Yeah. Give me the ball. I'll, I'll go do my Superman thing and score 42 points like he did last night to close out the game. But when that was happening and he was hitting game-winning shots last year, Billy said that's Fugazi. Like, that's not real. Not sustainable. And it's not. And here we are again where in some of these games, DeMar has to do the DeMar stuff. I think it comes down to a couple things. When we talk about DeMar, does that imply that there's a big three, so to speak? That you, ha- that you have a max player who you just signed I mean, in Zach Vooch, Levine? Vooch made a huge shot. That you that have game. Nikola Vucevic? Yes, and that was awesome. Where DeMar collapsed the defense a bit, kicked out to Vooch, he's open at the top of the key, and that's a set three. That's what you want to see. Just change the shape of the defense. We've been screaming that all season. But you should have part of your big three as secondary scoring options, should you not? Yes. It shouldn't just be up to one person when you have this kind of payroll and this level of talent and you've traded first-round picks for people. And you have a max player. You have a max player. Who kind of disappeared in the fourth quarter yesterday. Now, luckily, you have a a non-max player that often in in in-game situations is more reliable. So maybe that is the right play. Maybe the right play for Zach is to get out of the way it has in those been. moments. I mean, it was last year. Zach deferred, but not, I think, because he didn't want to. I think he just thought that gave him the best chance to win. That's probably being a good teammate. Oh, yeah. But there are other times when you're like, Zach, come on, man. Do the thing. Do the Zach thing. You know, Brandon Fryer brought it up on the morning show, and I thought it was such a good point he made about the Bucks. Not just Giannis, not just us liking Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton or, or Lopez or the the group. The, how many three and D guys they have? It's not yeah. just it's not just one. Like here and that one is out. And they even turned Robin Lopez into one. And I just like think think about I'm like, that. Oh, oh the the Bulls need. That's what I I want that like that. Well, also Giannis, duh. But you know what I'm trying to say. Giannis is, I was thinking a lot, like, Stacey had brought it up, and I know that it's on display when the Bulls play the Bucks because the the Bulls' interior defense is one of the worst in the NBA. I've been trying to figure out how I want Giannis officiated. Why are you shaking your head, Mike Rankin? Late in the game, could have been a couple of calls there on Giannis. I was shocked that they called that travel on him. That's another one, too. I mean, the pivot foot slightly moved, and he was kind of under control. But I'm thinking when the Bulls attacked Giannis late and he had five fouls, the refs were kind of reluctant to give him that sixth. Yeah, I'm not sure what to do because I want to allow him the space to give us these incredible moments that he does when he plays. Because he's like, because he is a freak, that you shouldn't be able to take the rebound and come all the way down and dunk on three people, or or in two strides, two and a half strides, you get to Ayodisumu who's trying to lay it in and you block it. Yeah, like you shouldn't be able to do all that stuff. But there are also times when I watch Giannis from like he's completely out of control. That it, it isn't 
like he's so out of control that you should be calling the offensive fouls frequently. Yeah, there's like my dance space and your dance space from Dirty Dancing, but Giannis kind of like got out of his space. But I but I'm not sure like how the officials can even do it. So I I guess by default they're officiating him properly because what do you do? But that's what made the travel so strange to watch. I was like, oh, they actually called that? Like, they're calling the travel on Giannis at this point in the game? Like, that was surprising. And I swear I thought he was going to make that open three, by the way. That was a heat check. Well, another... Dude gets 45 and 22. Another thing about Giannis, which I I know that even before I say this is completely ridiculous and in some cases unfair. As much as I like Giannis and he's one of my favorite players in the league, he takes bad shots. Now, it doesn't he, even matter. I know. Like <laughs> that's doesn't. That's the thing. But in late in that game yesterday, the Bucks would have been better served to move the ball around and find better shots. I mean, I think if they have Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, that's happening. Maybe, but Giannis played a lot of isolation in the end. And because he's not a great dribbler in traffic. And because he's not a great shot maker per se, and I know, like you look at the box score, and that sounds ridiculous. I it hurts me to hear you say it, I, frankly. I, but but when I when I'm watching him at the end of the game, like he he allowed the Bulls to get back into the game somewhat with turnovers and mistakes. It's very strange. Texas hardest player to properly officiate since Shaq. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think that that's fair. Because I don't want him to lose that thing. I don't want him to lose the the way that he, the ferocity with which he attacks the basket. Because it's so damn fun to watch. And when you see him hustling for a loose ball, he picks it up and then puts someone through the rim. Like He's great. Like he's He's really great. But it's difficult to get an idea of like, Hey, man, sometimes when you're coming down on the break and you're spinning, you're out of control, and those fouls should be called. That's so I'm, it. I'm like you'd shrug emoji when it comes to officiating him. Well, I mean, Dan showed us that crazy like compilation of John Morant traveling, and I'm like, whoa, well, this changes my brain. Well, there's an epidemic of, of traveling well, in the NBA right now. But the when you put the John Morant videos together... It makes you feel guilty for enjoying John Morant a little bit. Have you ever seen the the Russell Westbrook one? No, but I'm sure it's pretty great. It's, James Harden Eurostep is technically a travel. No, Layla, have you seen it, Mike Rankin? You know what I'm talking I, about? I want to hear you first. There's there's one of Russell uh, Westbrook where he's taking the ball like he's being the inbounded the ball. Yeah, yep. And he just has the ball tucked yes. underneath his arm. Yes, I've seen that. And was yes. Mike? What does he take? Like ten steps oh, before he dribbles? Five, at least five. Didn't it? Wasn't it like him testing the refs too? Like he's just gonna see if this is actually I, a thing. I just love. Like I forgot about that. The the thing is that it's kind of uncomfortable to walk without dribbling a basketball. Like carrying a basketball is unnatural and uncomfortable. That is, it's hilarious. There's also the one where LeBron gets a pass on a break. And if he took one dribble, it wouldn't be a travel. But he takes like seven steps from half court and dunks it and no one says a word. 
I know we sound like old people right now complaining about traveling, but it's hysterical. I mean, I just saw this Russell Westbrook video for the first time myself yeah? just now. How Isn't many it steps were you take, Ray? All right, let's it? see. Hold on. It's, it's looping back here. Let's see. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six steps. He so, takes and then laughing in the background is great. Is it? He's with Oklahoma City, right? Is that, that what he, yeah. yeah. Correct. It blows my mind every time I see it. He's pointing. Right. He's he's initiating he's in the, the middle offense of the court. and just walking with the ball. Ridiculous. Pretty great. And the Le- Le- LeBron one is like, yo, come on. Somebody also put together back in the day like, 10 minutes of James Harden's bad defense. Like, I, And I love the bad defense compilation videos. Occasionally, they do make them back to the front office. Like, if people put that on YouTube, front office people would be like, yeah, we we saw it. I'm like, you did? The truth in the NBA will set, will always set us free. By now, the way, now, every- like, now I'm just in a, I'm going down a rabbit hole. There's one here. If you want to watch traveling videos for the next four hours, I will abandon this show and just watch random NBA compilations. I'm watching one now where LeBron brings the ball up into the front court at Utah, dribbling it, right? He gets across the timeline and just picks the ball up and takes three steps forward and then starts dribbling again. And the defender is like, hey, you can't do that. That's it. So people are like, well, why don't the Bulls just do something back about it? I agree. You have six fouls to give. However, when everyone else is playing by most of the rules, at that point, it's on officiating to say, you're not playing by most of the rules. Something needs to be done about it. Oh, my God. I could watch this all day. Yeah, I'm good with that. If I'm still getting paid, I'm fine. I could. I could honestly, because it's ridiculous. It's so, wow. Now there's one of him versus the the Warriors where he gets the inbound pass, he cuffs it, walks to the half-court line, and then starts dribbling. God bless the NBA for just not caring when people put videos together and post them online. I mean, I know. What it, are we doing right now? I mean, it could Talking be. Talking about them all. You're right. And it, Baseball? It, hello? Help? Well, baseball's done a better job. Of, Have they? Wow. Okay. See, okay. okay. So everybody talking about Giannis and the breakaway dunk. I don't know. I don't know. I looked back at that replay a bunch. And it also, like, can you call goaltend on, when the hand's on the ball? I guess you can't. But the ball is in a downward motion. There's a lot there to me. I don't know how you officiate that, dude. You know what we can ask about that? Cody Westerlin. He's here. He's actually going to be in studio with us. He's going to be sitting by the tree. If there's somebody who would also love NBA compilation videos, it's that guy. W- when are we supposed to take the tree down? New Year's before. I do before New Year's. A lot of people Does do the before. Thing do something? It's an it's an ornament. It says no, the one away. It has a switch. I don't know. Let's try it. Turn on the switch. I guess it doesn't need. Does it need a battery? Probably. All right. Here's Blanco. We'll have to get like a battery or USB or something because we should be celebrating the 108. Yeah, you're going to the fest. It's going to be awesome. Me and Herbie on a panel together <sighs> talking about the White Sox. It's going to be great. Aww. Rick Hahn with a fake mustache and a cap in the back of the room. That'd be funny. It's not unprecedented. 
What is this a story you're going to tell me in the break? No, no. I mean, that's just how he is on Twitter. Just, you know, fake mustache in the back of the room with a baseball cap on with a burner account. Does this go back to that thing you and Dan did, the Schmovid? <laughs> yes. He's also got Schmovid. <laughs> Where is he? Uh, we don't know. Got Schmovid. What's that? What? Can't be here. Doesn't someone have to answer questions? Nope. You guys having a fan? F- nope. Why? Myriad reasons, Schmovit. I Wait, you're not having wait. a fan fest because of Schmovit? Was anybody at Sox Fest when I hosted the kids' press conference? I was there. But, like, were any listeners? Because that still remains one of the most entertaining things ever to me. And it has to do with a kid asking the simple yet... Dangerous question. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen? The kids always ask great questions. They do. One girl asked, uh, who's the most trustworthy? And the look of humor and panic on Yasmati Grandal, Aloy, and Omar Mazar's faces was hilarious. Yeah. I was also like, <gasps> Cody Westerland will also leave you breathless with his Bulls analysis next here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.